it's your boy Joe. And it's your boy Greg. And we are the co-pilots. From coast to coast, we do the most. So what's your flight? Whatever it is. We got you covered. Yeah, man. The days, you know, just been looking around, man. Today, man, I just wanted to get into the to the NFL draft, man. You know, that's kind of been like the biggest headline, what's going on, man, you know. And, you know, a lot of these kids, we've been watching them for somewhere to two to four years. Some of them maybe have been a one-year starter, but we've been watching these kids, man. So, you know, we just want to dive off into it, man. And one of the one of the things that been standing out to me, man, is is the quarterback position. You know, I've been, we've been watching with the two that the two consensus favorite. Okay, with Bryce Young and uh, C.J. Stroud, right? C.J. Yeah, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. You know, and you know, I just find it crazy, man. I, I just want to know what's your take on it, man. I, you know, I just find it crazy that a lot of people would have C.J. Stroud ahead of Bryce Young. You know. Um. I, I, I in this in this quarterback uh draft, um, what I notice is with a lot of these quarterbacks is that um they all have question marks in my opinion. If you look at CJ, if you look at CJ Scrout, we question, oh, he's from Ohio State. <laughs> he, Ohio, what, what Ohio State quarterbacks that I know, that you know that actually done some stuff in the right. NFL? We question, we question, we question the system he right. And then you look at like you know. In a sense, same system Urban Meyer ran because Day was on his staff. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like only quarterback you can really think of that was in that system. I could that was maybe it was Alex Smith, maybe. You know what I'm saying? From that played that played in that yeah from his time in Utah. Right. So it's like, can you can you trust that? Then you look at uh, Bryce Young. My question with Bryce Young is the same question that we have with Tool. Is he gonna be able to uh, be durable for a whole eight, 17 game season? Right. When you look at uh, the, the smaller quarterbacks, even Lamar Jackson, he has had injury, injury history. You know what I'm saying? He, he can't stay healthy. So I think that's one of the knocks with Bryce Young. And then you look at Will Levis, and you look at, um, what's the boy from Florida? Anthony Richardson, AR-15. Um, both of those guys have question marks as well. You look at Richardson, you just look at his record at Florida, man. I mean, he has all the all the tools. Yeah. But when you look on the field, it's like, man, y'all went six and six. You know what I'm saying? With this guy with all this talent, you know, then you so you have to question, you know, you know, is he can play at the at the next level, you know? Um, yeah, you can have all the skills. We've seen that over the past watching football, you know, guys that were like Ryan Leaf and guys like Carson Palmer that had all the tools. Well, I'll take Carson Palmer, Matt Liner, that guy, Matt Liner, you know, um, that was great in college. Everybody thought they had a good NFL career and it didn't kind of turn out that way. So, um, and then it's just you know this quarter quarterback class for me is just it's a lot of question marks. Do I think one of these guys are going to do good? I do think you know there's a possibility that at least two of these guys that they go to the right system that they will actually do good in the NFL. And I I think that pretty much be like that that pretty much the biggest thing like you know you know when you examine the quarterback first thing you're going to look at the arm strength right. And then you're going to look at the accuracy. Then you're going to know, okay, can you do the small? Can you be able to watch film and read the defense, study film and break these things down, the things that's under the surface? You know, mm -hmm. we know the thing that's on top of the surface where do this kid have a strong arm? 
Then we started looking at the thing that's under the surface, like, is this kid is going to put in the work to get in the film room and be able to break down defenses and do the little small things to, to, to touch his game up, you know? Right. And so, but also with that being said is that being able to come to the right system because sometimes I feel like a system can fail a quarterback. But when I look at Bryce Young, to me, my honest assessment on Bryce Young is that I feel like this kid is a generational talent. You know, I feel like he should be spoken of in the same breath as when we look at collegiate athletes as how we looked at Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. How we looked at a lot of these because if you if you break down the film on this kid, like this dude is like, I, it's not a flaw in his game if you get away from his measurement measurements. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I do feel like Bryce Young, out of all the quarterbacks in the draft this year, is the most complete quarterback. When you look at you know, you know the arm strength. The one thing I like about this kid is he's tough. You know he's tough. He get he can he can take he he can get take hits, and and um, he stays. Um, how can I put it? I can't. The word uh, is off. Is it threw me off. So, but anyway, what I would say is this guy has it. He does has it. I would say out of all the quarterbacks, he's probably the most complete. You know, he passed the eye test of uh, reading defenses. He passed the eye test with orange screen. Right. He passed the eye test in uh, toughness. The, like, the only question that I say I have about Bryce Young is, can he stay? Will he be able to have that durability? That durability, that's it. show any signs that he couldn't on the college level. Mm-hmm. You know, but we know when you go in the NFL, you're playing against the best of the best. You're playing against more speed, more power. So, each Sunday, you're going against better, better talent. Right. You know, so and and you know he stood up against talent in the SEC, which we know is that that's like a baby NFL when you look right. at the talent that's in the set. Right. But you know I and I think that you know just with the right conditioning coach he would be able to do that. But now when I look at CJ Stroud, now I also haven't seen a flaw in his game. But you know my biggest thing is that we see this year after year with kids from Ohio State. You mm-hmm. know they have all the time in the pocket. They have the most talented receiving core. You know, we know like anytime a receiving core, even anytime a receiver got hurt, like we seen with um Jax Smith and the Jigbo, mm-hmm. when he got hurt, the next man up, Marvin Harris. Even when when he was coming along with, with when we see Jared Wilson to get hurt or or Chris Olave, you know, it was always the next man up and that guy was able to produce just as good as you know, the, the next receiver guy. that they, they, they came after. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? It was and it's always like each Ohio State quarterback was able to do good. Even the ones that we don't even hear about, like the TJ Bears, you know, the the kid Sims that won the, the national championship championship with them. You know, so we and it, like I say, it's 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 nothing against CJ Stroud, but it's but my biggest thing is this, like are you going to follow in the same category as with the rest of the Ohio State quarterbacks? You know, even when I looked at um, with um, Justin Fields with the amazing stat line he had, but when I actually watched his game, I used to look like, dang, this kid had problems when he going through his progression. When his first read is not open, he had problems going through the second read. Right. And, you know, you know, and and I now I think that C.J. Stroud can be a quarterback, good quarterback. But do I think he's the best? 
No, I do not. I don't think he's the best quarterback as well. Um, I, I would think I would say if I had to rate the quarterbacks right now, it would be uh, Bryce Young, C.J. Scrout. Then I'm gonna say Will Levis, and then I go uh, AR15 Anthony Richardson. The only reason why I put Anthony Richardson at the last quarterback ain't no shade on no Florida or nothing like that. It's just that I mean we didn't see the consistency. We didn't see the consistency out of this guy. I mean, I mean the guy is basically Cam Newton. 2.0. The dude got a strong arm. He fast. And if you seen what he tested the combine, yeah. man, he he I mean he was putting up like running back numbers in the combine. Right. The I mean, the athleticism as a quarterback is bar none. But will it translate on the field? And I think that's the biggest question that a lot of owners, general managers are having with uh Anthony Richardson is okay. Do we want to invest a first-round pick in this guy? Because we seen the tape at Florida, man, and it's like, bro, like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, this guy make one good play. Like, damn, okay, he can play at the next level. Right. And then, like, two plays later, it's like, no, what you doing, man? Like, what what did you see on that play for you to throw that ball? You throwing it in, like, double coverage. It's like, bro, like, you see, you see it, you still throw it. Oh. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, um, with Anthony Richardson, I think that is the biggest question is, do we can we trust that? Um, from my understanding, that he did well at the draft. Far as the combine, he 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 answered questions very well. He interviewed very well. But you know, when, that'll be the question. Though. And when I watch when I watch him on tape, when I actually watch the games and and watch him, it's like I'm looking like. And I was actually impressed with what I seen. Mm. But then I go and see the the next game and be like, man, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, it's, mm. it's like. Is it's something that that's not it's not clicking, it's you not know. Clicking. And I think with him is that because like I I believe that his talent can translate to the NFL. Right. But the thing is, is go back to what we were just saying a couple few minutes ago. Will he be in the right system to help him alone? When I and going back to Bryce Young, Bryce Young is the complete package. I you know I believe whatever system he go in is going to show that he's ready to play. Right. It's going to show. But when you have these the kids that's like the second tier, when you look at the Will Levis, right. when you look at the Anthony Richardson, the question mark is going to be that, man, is he going to be in the right system to be able to bring out the talent Ta- that he has? I agree. I agree. You know, another another quarterback I wanted to bring up, and I think he is a big question mark, and when I watched him, I was impressed with what I seen. The kid from out of Tennessee. Oh, you're talking about uh, Herning Hooker? Herning Hooker. And you know when I watch him, to me, like just watching his game, and if, if and if I didn't my and, and, and if you take away my asterisk that I had, and I'm going to get into that in a minute, if I was to take away my asterisk with him, I would look at him as possibly the second or the third best quarterback in his draft class. Hunter Hooker. Yes. Wow, that's a bold statement, when watch, bro. When I watch him, man, listen, man, I'm talking about man. This he was. He was one of the best that I seen in college last season. I, I, I mean, had the injury. I, I, okay, I would say this about Herman Hooker. Like, um, I I feel as Herman Hooker, Herman Hooker. I wouldn't trust him as a quarterback. As far as putting him in the first round, um, maybe he could be a good guy. You know, as a developmental quarterback. I just don't think for me. I seen enough last year to say Herndon Hooker is going to be a good quarterback. He only had one breakout season. Um, 
And then you just look at like when he played against the big games, he he, he really didn't show up. The Georgia game, he didn't show up. Did nobody show again? To, now to his defense, did nobody show up? No, nobody in Georgia. Georgia. Ain't nobody Georgia. 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 Only person did was CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud did. CJ Stroud was the only quarterback that we seen show up against in Georgia. Georgia. Now we look at now. We, I mean, you can say Bryce Young somewhat, but Bryce Young had his collapses against Georgia also. But like Herndon Hooker, actually, he showed up against Bama. He did. Now, this Bama, I give, I give this Bama. Bama. I give him the Bama game. But now, the Georgia. Bama defense is not good as Georgia, but Georgia bring out the worst than anybody. If you got a flaw in your game against a Bulldog defense, it's going to come out. It's yeah. going to come yeah. out against Georgia. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So let's translate. Let's, let's, let's all say it way into but, but, another. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before I finish that, right? But I'm going to say my biggest asterisk with Hernan Hooker, the reason why I don't have him. Rate so high. Right, go ahead. When we look at the history of quarterbacks, quarterbacks that been in college that long mm. and that has have, have a standout season, they never translate. We look at, we, when we start looking at quarterbacks like the one we had at Florida State um, some years. EJ Manuel? No, not EJ Manuel, the one that won the Heisman, um, Chris Winkie. Winkie, Winkie. When we look at Brandon Weed, these quarterbacks that was up in age and had all this collegiate experience. But then it's like you're 25 now. You coming out in the draft. Of course you're gonna be. Able, you're gonna have the mental to be able to outshine these kids. That's like what 21, 2019. You know what I'm saying? Because you have that much experience. Right. So now that and and that's my biggest knock against Hernan Hooker because he didn't had a lot of college experience to be able to play this good. You should be able to play he this plays good. good. You know. So that's that's really why I don't right. have a rate rate so high, but. What I seen from him, his 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 productivity has been just as good as those kids we've been naming that's at the top. All right, I agree. Well, I will say this, and we, before we segue to our next topic um, about Herndon Hooker, um, I think a lot of GMs and owners they 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 frown upon that when it comes to quarterbacks or even players now these days. Because back in the day, you remember like. It was okay for a quarterback to play four years. Right. You know, he would go four years, he'd go to college, senior, ball out, he come into the league, he gonna sit the bench for about two, three years. Right. You know, um, now the way the NFL gets such a passing league, they want quarterbacks to come in like ready. And then say for instance, Hunter Hooker was in his what he what, five, fifth year senior, something like that? I don't know. Probably like a fifth year senior. So I think he's like so around he, the age of twenty four, twenty five, yeah. somewhere now. So when you think you think about that, GMs would be like, Well dang, it took you that long to develop. Correct. You see what I'm saying? You stayed in college that long to develop. Right. You you know, and you got guys like um that Winston and, and the right. Trevor Lawrences and the Deshaun Watsons and and um all these other Justin Herberts, the guys of, of that nature, right. that they only played, they only played what three years, and they got they got them back. Right. So it's like okay, they was able to develop their game in the time, and then soon they was eligible for the draft. They left. Right. Um. So I think that's something that a lot of GMs look at when they do look at the quarterback position, just in just in positions in general. With the co-pilots. All right. So we're gonna say it went to our next topic, man. And this week on the co-pilots episode, we're gonna be strictly just talking about. NFL draft talk so we're not going to get into a lot of other uh, topics today so this is a, a NFL draft special uh, co-pilots episode so today um, we're going to go into now we're going to dive into the cornerbacks um, and I think this draft is real deep in defensive backs 
Um, so we want to kind of dive in and talk about them. And so, hey, Greg, man, so just tell me some guys that you're looking out for as cornerbacks that you think are going to do well in the draft. And you think – and also I want to know is, who you think on your list is going to be the first cornerback taken in the draft? Go. Well, the first cornerback, man, is more than likely going to be Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois, you know. This kid, man, he pretty much have the complete package and coverage, man, coverage or whatnot. And, it, you know, I believe, like, this kid, man, you know, even down the stretch can be a safety down, you know, with his with his IQ, his field IQ. Okay. You know, I mean, he was pretty much, man, you had, you know, he allowed zero touchdowns all season. Mm. You know, he didn't allow a touchdown, you know, so and that's, that's pretty impressive, you know, 6'1", 180 pounds. And not to mention, man, the kid can hit. Mm. Like, the kid can hit, man, in the backfield. You know, like, where you look at Tigers for loss, you know, he was eighth in pass breakups, you know. So, the kid's pretty much, like, the best, the top cone out there. You know, I think he only allowed 206 yards wow. all season. So, that's not bad. This, this kid pretty much, you know, you know, just us being, you know, Jag, well, I don't think we're going to be able to get him, but, you know. Yeah, we ain't going to go fast. <laughs> you know, he got a 92.6 coverage grade. That's good. But That's, pro football focus, right? Um, I think so, yes. I think it, it – it, don't quote me on it. It could have been, but I know that's the grade that – You know, that's the Bible now, you know, yeah, in, in sports talk now. Pro football focus is PFF grades. Right. That's what we look at now. Those PFF grades is what we, 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 we try to bank on. This could have been like from the combine. I forgot where I got that stat line from, but, mm -hmm. but just know I, I'm pretty sure pro focus probably gave him the same the thing. PFF, yeah. Yes, he's pretty much, you know, people have it, but he's pretty much high on pretty much everybody's draft board. Like, okay. Okay. Cornerbacks. All right. So, who else you got? Okay, man. I, I had looked up, man. You know, this this one of my sleepers, man. You know, he he may not be the second, but watching him, man, and, you know, this kid, Keely Ringo, man, I, I was pretty impressed with this kid. I, I'm impressed. He's he's on my list as well, Keely Ringo. You know, 6'2", 207 pounds. He, he, just, he just real physical, man. Mm. Real physical, you know. And, um... You know, we done seen, you know, his, now his aggressiveness caused him to get calls for a lot of penalties. Mm -hmm. But, you know, a lot of times you got to like that out of cornerback. You right. Know? You know, he's he he's good at reading the titles, like what a player is going to be like, just, mm -hmm. just keying in on And titles. that's one of the things I put down for Keely Ringo. When I had him down on my list, I put it down as he has good technique and he's a smart corner. Correct. So when I watched this tape, you know, one thing I noticed about Ringo is that, like, He's always where the ball is at. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And that's like very, that's something that good corners are supposed to yes. be able to locate the ball. He's very and this good. guy can locate ball, that man. ball, man. Like watching his highlights, like, man, he's there. And then like, as far as his techniques, how he break, how he open up, when he open up his hips, yeah. how he follow the quarterback, how he can yeah. trail. He does that very, very well. Right. And I think it will translate over to the next level. A person that, and I ain't want to say it, but he another fellow Georgia corner, played for my Jags, Tyson Campbell. Tyson Campbell. You know what I'm saying? His game, and you watch his, look at it, like you can tell that he played in a, in a, in a Kirby Smart system. Right. If you look at what he's, Campbell's doing, and then you look at Ringo, he's their games are better, similar. He's actually better at tracking the ball mm -hmm. than, than, than Tyson Campbell. Yeah, that was – yeah, because Campbell struggled with that. He's Ricky. Yeah, I mean, he was, was always, oh, uh, trying, trying to find the ball. Trying to find the ball. So, he's actually better 
at, at, at finding the ball, you know. But I think Tyson Campbell has better hip movement. Mm-hmm. He's better at, at staying with the staying with the corners and everything. And another thing that stood out with 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 McKinley um, Ringo is that, you know, he his speed. You know, he he ran a four three eight. He ran a four three eight. Right. Know? So he he has track speed. You know, it just being able to you know when when receivers being able to get that separation, just get you know closing back in on mm-hmm. you know. So you know, I think that he's I think he's going to be a sleeper. You know, it's it. A lot of analysts have other. Cornerbacks ahead of him, mm-hmm. but I would love to have him as 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 a as a pick. Some people even have him maybe even going to the second round. Yeah, man, because I don't think he'll last. I think if he do go second round, he'll be like one of the first guys off the board second round. He'll be like, I don't think he make it past the middle of the second round. Right. Ringo, just looking at the tape, and then you also got to look in Confederation too. He played at Georgia, SEC, your Bulldog. You know they're gonna they're gonna look at that like okay this guy might be ready. I think right now Keely Ringo, uh, in my opinion, he could come in the league right now and start as a number two corner. In my opinion, he won't be number one, but a number two corner, I think that guy can come in and start Ringo, man. He was also I'm gonna tell you another comparison some had, and I guess because his size was Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey, Ringo? I don't believe I don't know. Mm, I don't nah, he I can't is do good. Ramsey. I can't do Ramsey. Dog. I'm not gonna say he as good as him. Mm-hmm. But when I look at the physicality, I can say that. But I don't think he is good as like you know Ramsey. Day one, you looked at him, bar none, best corner coming out. This dude gonna be a problem, you right, know. Right. And we saw this. Right. Him for I, I you know I believe he's gonna be good. But do I gonna is we gonna look down the line and say dang he gonna be one of the best cornerbacks out there in the league? Mm. I can't say I see that out of him, mm. but I do see I, I can see that he's gonna be a good NFL player, and and he could be you know he could be I'm not gonna take that away from him because he have some of the tangibles for that right you know some of the tangible but you talking about being in an elite company that's hard being at a cornerback because that's hard being at a cornerback position because. I look at, like, when I look at the cornerback, like, how we look at the quarterback's this position is the hardest to play. Mm-hmm. I feel like the second hardest position to play is the cornerback position. Absolutely. Hands and down. That, it's you know, that's, that's hard to play. It's hard to play. And I think reason why, and for you co-pilot listeners out there, is reason why we say cornerback position is the hard position to play is because when you look at playing corner, you it's confidence. Because I'm just going to use my boy Jalen Ramsey, for example, you know, he got burnt, but he got to get back out there on the next play and line right back up and be like, all right, I got burnt for whatever touchdown and, and line back up and be able to block all that what just happened and be able to and play again. And just because yes. cause we know what some good good corners will be able to block it out. Bad corners, they let the play get beat. And then what they, what they start doing, the quarterback will pick them the whole game. <laughs> picking on them. Oh, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? So cornerback is like I would say I agree it's the second hardest position to play because it's that confidence if you don't have it but it'd be a bad day so what's who else you got on your list bro um another guy watch man you know I seen a lot like man Christian Gonzalez Christian Gonzalez okay now although it's not a lot I I haven't seen the talent is not as big in in the Pac-12 as as it is in the in the the SEC Mm -hmm. the ACC and the Big Ten right but you know they do have talent. I'm, I'm not gonna get this. Not gonna be no knock because he also have track speed. He ran a four three eight at the combine. 
But one of the things I seen out of him that I liked it, man, with his is like not only his speed, mm -hmm. but his tackling ability. You know, mm -hmm. like man, it's it like even like when you think uh uh a player got away from it, it's like even with his shoe strain type of like right. he can get low with a lot of for him he's a, he's six one. Right. And he he's able to get low to make these tackles. You know? Right. He don't tackle high and that's one of the things I seen out of Keely Ringo. Like his tackling can get better, mm -hmm. but he have the IQ to be there on the plate. Right. When I watch Gonzalez, like Gonzalez is able to get low and make these tackles right. that a lot of Kona six one cannot make. Right. You know, and I was that was some something I seen out that I was kind of impressed with him out of you know, but you know he he has that speed and watch he also has that confidence. Mm -hmm. He also has that confidence, man. So you know he's another player to watch out for, man. Okay. Out uh, of Oregon. Okay, that's what's up. Um, so. I got a guy on my list. I'm not sure you got this guy on your list. Now, I got Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. is definitely on my list. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., man, is that dude, man. Um, watching him, I watched his film, and I watched a little bit of him this shit at Penn State. Um, the guy's physical. Yes. And he plays just like his dad did at yes. Pittsburgh Steelers. He talk, he in your face. He he talking. Right. He brashy, and I, I like that in my corner. You notice that too. Just I like noticed that he just like just his like daddy, man. He just right. like his dad. And I think, and I'm gonna take a, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm gonna make a bold statement. I think he probably would be the first corner taken off the draft. Right. In my opinion, uh, he 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 has it all. He has um he has the range. He has the no, not the range. I'm sorry, that's for my other guy. But he's physical. He's very lengthy. Like when I mean lengthy, like he got long arms. So Six like, two. yeah, you know, it's like so he can he can he can he can play off off the receiver and still got time. He got he got good makeup speed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean he against uh when they played against I think it was Ohio State. He locked that boy uh Marvin Harrison Jr. down. Right. He locked him down, man. And so it, I just think that. Far as corners, if I look at him, I hate to say it, and and, and they played in the same uh in the same conference. I think we're looking at. I won't. I'm not gonna say he's the most closest thing to Sauce Gardner in this draft. In and, my opinion, and this is what they was. And this is what I was saying. Uh, Witherspoon, but he could. You know what I like about what I like about Joey Porter Jr. One of the things that stood out to me about him, mm -hmm. it wasn't his speed. It was not. It it was his instincts. Mm. I feel like out of all the cornerbacks that's that's coming out, he mm -hmm. has the best instincts. Like at the last minute, his hand on the ball. He, you oh. know, what I'm saying. He's able to just react, you know. But this, and that's, this is why I say that's where his dad come into play, that physicality, because I guess growing up in a football family, growing up football, this guy, he, he gets it. And it reminds me sort of, and I'm trying to go on off subject here, kind of like how the last couple of uh, NFL players that had sons coming to the league, like, and they played position of corner, They've actually come out playing pretty good. Pat Sertain, yes. J.C. Horn. Oh, uh, now you got Joy Porter too. Sunday Sammy Jr. All these ex NFL player guys. Um, there's it's like the moment is not too they're big not for not them. too big for them. Yeah, they, right. they they get it. So that's why I think you know Joy Porter will be the the first corner taken off the board. I think. 
just for those reasons, in my opinion. That'd be interesting, man. We gonna have to post that, man. See yeah. who they, who the, see who the people think, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, we do. That's not far fetched, though. That's not far fetched. But I think the the biggest knock is going to be that Witherspoon's speed and his stat line. Right. I think that's going to. But I mean, but when you look at Joy Porter, like you know, he's in the Big Ten. You know, he's playing against man. You playing against some playing some, against some competition, some, right? When you're going against the Ohio State of the world and every and these teams or whatnot, you playing against players. You know, you you know, even it's not sick, but the Big Ten, you playing against some. You can you plan? I think I think the Big Ten is the, I say the third best conference in in in, in college football. If you put SEC first, ACC second, Big Ten third, Pac-12 fourth. Uh, and then all the rest of the conferences. I would say this. Pac-12 I would say fourth, this. And then what's the other? Far as talent wise, I think the ACC has more talent, but I think the Big Ten just structure wise is better. Structure wise, I give you that. I give you that, and and that's why I and this is for another day, another talk for another day, and that's why I feel like the ACC is behind because we let a lot of conferences like do stuff before we did. We was like always last to the party. Correct. You feel what I'm saying? And now you look at the landscape of college football, the ACC behind, man, they still thinking like the ACC still prestigious conference, but ACC, we starting to lose all the way in basketball too a little bit in that conference. Exactly. But that's another story exactly. for another day. Um, I don't want to get too much deep into that. But um, another cornerback that I got uh, is McKee Blackman from USC. USC. What I like about this guy, he kind of remind me of, you know, he's a, he's a small guy. He's about 5'10". Um, he's strong for his for his size. He's very fast and he's smart and he know how to use his body. Like if you watch his highlight film, everybody on his on his highlight film is taller. He he's got taller receivers, but he out there making sure they don't catch the ball. He's using slapping hands down. He's using his body to position himself to where big guys try to moss him. He like right there, like okay, if you gonna jump over me, I'm a you know what I'm saying. He's very he's very good. Um, like a little I, Man, you hit it right on the head, man. That's somebody I ain't think of it, but if you had a good vertical lead to be his size, his size, five ten, and and, you know I remember seeing Leo Shepard going against the likes of of, of Terrell Owens and Mm -hmm. and these type players and in your face, I'm gonna lock you down type jump, man. But yeah, that's go ahead though. Yeah, but yeah, you know I think that uh, this guy I feel like Makai Blackman can be the Sante Samuels of the draft this year. You know, and I think about looking at him, he go into a team, say he go to a team like, say like, I'm trying to think of a playoff team, the Chiefs. Chiefs. He go to the Chiefs, man, I think he can come in in there and and be like a key contributor to that team. You know what I'm saying? Because um, you just look at his body of work and just how he plays the game. This guy, um, he gets it. Um, and I think he's going to be uh, big at the next level. I think he's a sleeper pick, too, because I don't think a lot of people really talking about him as cornerback. But um, this guy, I think he's going to be he's going to be he gonna, he's, he's going to be all right in the league. With the co-pilots. So one of the guys, you know, far as sleeper picks that I want to talk about is uh, running back Dwayne McBride. I actually watched this guy a little bit this year from UAB, man. UAB, man. This dude, he was uh, one of the top rushers in the country. Um, 
one thing I like about him from watching him, and I watched him, I watched him his last game he played against, I think it was Tulsa, one of them teams in the conference, you would say. He ran for like over 200 yards since I me. Mean, I was like, damn, I was very impressed. But you know, you playing against lower competition, right. it really sometimes don't translate to NFL. But the one thing that I did notice about this guy is that he's got good vision, and he's very elusive. Like, he can make good moves. Um, um, I think that if he was in the right, um, he could be a right good complementary back in a two-back system. I don't think he can be the starting back, but I do think he'll be good in a two-back system. And I think that um, he is a sleeper running back. Like, a lot of people not may, they might be talking about him, but I think this guy, uh, if he get drafted, man, don't be surprised if this guy come in and you be like hearing about Dwayne McBride leading all of uh, rookies in rushing. So that's one of my sleeper picks. And then my other sleeper pick is a guy from South Carolina. He's a cornerback, <laughs> uh, Darius Rush. Darius Rush, man. Um, he was one of the top corners in the SEC. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him the third-rated corner in the SEC. Um, so I think that this guy could, could be a great uh, nickelback corner when he comes into the league. And he can develop into a number two or number one corner in time. But Darius Rush is another guy that I think that um, that could be a sleeper pick, you know, maybe in the late second, third rounds or something like that, maybe fourth round, whatnot, and, um, and contribute to a team. Hmm. One of my sleeper picks, man, dude out of Michigan, defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith. Man, you know, Mozzie Smith, you know, very powerful dude, you know, you know, very powerful, whatnot, you know. And I think he had the best time amongst the bench press in the combine. How much he threw? You know, I forgot how much it how much how many reps he did though. But he had but, a, he had um, a lot. He he bunched a lot. Right. And he could be, you know, you have a lot of D linemen, but far as that a dude that can translate as being a per nose tackle, and you know, he's good as a as a run stop. He's a good run stop. Mm-hmm. And you know, at 6'3, 323 pounds, you know, very powerful kid, you know. But one of the things that, you know, that, that, like, one of his flaws is like getting past the double team. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for a lot of, a lot of tackles to do. That's, this is hard, period. Mm-hmm. But when you saying that you want to play amongst elite and being a nose tiger, that's one of the things you're going to have to be able to do. Down, and, teams. you know, his 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 endurance was also a question. Okay. You know, his endurance, you know, a lot of times he was taken off the field. You know, his snaps was limited. But when he was on the field, his presence was felt. Right. You know, his, his presence was felt. You know, he had the speed and all this, the quickness and everything like that there. But just watching his tape, man, I feel like this dude is going to be – a sleeper, I feel like his game is going to be able to also trans, you know, going to also transcend into the, the NFL level. Right. You know, I feel like he he's going to be he got the measurement the measurements and everything. You know, I like I like what I seen out on Planet Mission. Right. Okay. You know, another dude, man. I like. I feel like he's going to be a sleeper, man. Jamie Robinson, Florida State. Florida man. State. Okay, we got Florida State up there. Okay. 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 You know, although he may not be a first round pick, but. I think, you know, if a team get him in the second round, I think that they'll get a steal, you know. Mm-hmm. Same we, you know. And another thing that I, I seen out of, you know, he was he led the team in tackles. Jamie Robinson? Jamie Robinson. Okay. And, you know, and that was that was good, you know, be able to lead the team in, in tackles. I feel that 
you know, over time it's going to take him a time to get used to the game and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's got he got a lot of upsides that this kid is going to be good in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, that's what's up. Okay, so we're gonna go into our um, our arrivals and departures. Arrivals, arrivals and departures. And uh, I'm gonna start off with the my arrival right now. Cause I didn't really write nothing down, man. For arrivals this week, man, it was a lot. I had a lot going on personally. Uh, I had to take a move back to St. Louis and do some handle some business. So I didn't really have a chance really to think about the arrival. So if I want to say arrival, I'm going to say or make a bold statement that I don't be surprised if Houston don't draft a quarterback. Um, there's been talks right now that's saying that. Houston is possibility may not draft a quarterback. They may go Will Richardson as the first pick uh, defensive tackle. There's some supports out there that the Texans are not sold on any of the top quarterbacks. So my arrival take for this week's episode would be don't be surprised if the Houston Texans uh, trade back, accumulate more picks, and they are they don't draft a quarterback. Um, that's my bold take uh, for um, this week. What you got for arrivals? Arrivals. Let me see. Just breaking everything down, we look at the landscape, man. You know, one of the kids that has been bouncing up draft boards is um, Luca Van Ness. Okay. You know, Luca Van Ness, man, you know, good kid, good man. I'm talking about it on his 40 yard dash. 4.5, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as a D lineman. Two punk plant blocks. 33 tigers for losses. 6.5 sacks, you know. And this in 2022, mm-hmm. you know. It's 6'5, 272 pounds, you know. And I think, you know, with his measurements, what he's able to run, this kid has been, you know, it a lot of, you know. He's been moving up on draft people's draft boards. You know, he, you know, I wouldn't consider him amongst like Will Anderson and 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 the kid out of out of out of Georgia. Um, what's the kid? The defensive tackle out of Georgia. To my Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. I went you put him up, but you know, I be, I believe like man, this kid, man, his what he did, he's worth being drafted in the first round. So he's one of my rivals. I think that you know, you know, I think this kid would be. Good in somebody's system. Oh, my my thing is this: I think he has to come at the at the right system, right? You know, because you know, you look at his size. You know, at at, at two hundred and seventy two pounds, you know, you you can play DN on the three on the line in a, in a three four. Mm-hmm. You know, but do you want him being an edge? Do you want him being in a three four playing coming off the edge at linebacker? Mm-hmm. You know. But now, you know, with his speed, but do he have the quickness to be able to cover? Right. So that's one of the things. But I think that going into the right system, the right team, he'll work out. He'll pan out well. So that's my rob. Okay. Well, my um, departure is, um, and it's strictly NFL uh, draft, I'm going to go with your boy we just talked about, Jalen Carter, man. I think, man, this guy is really messing up the bad right now, man. He is messing up the bad right now. You know, the reports of, what you, finna say? you know, you know, he got into some trouble with the, the, the driving thing. You know, somebody was eventually was killed behind it. You know, he wasn't involved. He was involved, but he wasn't the driver or whatnot. But he was he had something to do with it. Yeah, when his teammates. You know, when his teammates yeah, got killed. And then 
On top of that, you go to the, you have your draft, your pro day at Georgia, and you come out of shape. You can't even go through all the drills. Bro. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, bro, you know, you you throwing the bag away, bro. Listen, if you listening to uh, Jalen Carter, bro, you you messing up the bag right now, bro. And you then you go and say you're not gonna talk to nobody outside of the top ten. It's like, bro, you might not go in the top ten right now. You feel me? The way you the way you're carrying yourself, you're 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 really going to drop. Like somebody, I don't think you're gonna go top ten. That's my bold take. Jalen Carter will not be a top ten uh pick because teams are going to be scared to draft him. I'm going. To, I'm going to say that I add to what you were saying. Like, because right. I because I, I, I get I agree with what you're saying, but him coming in out of shape, I think that had a lot to do with the situation that was going on at the time too. I get it. You know? But now the fact that you're not going to talk to any teams outside of the top. I don't know if that was hit out of the top 10. I don't know if that was orchestrated by him or his agent. You know it That's was. a bad move. But you know who you know who his agent is? Who? Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus. You know how Drew, you know how Drew get down, man. That's, and that's you know bad, how Drew get down. And the reason why that's a bad move because teams draft up and teams draft down. Right. You don't know where a team's going to be. And it's not good to have this arrogance because also you have to remember that along with the situation you were just involved in that draws a red flag. Whether you was the 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 key contributor or not, that also that's gonna draw red flags. Right. You know, things happen, you know. And so you have to be mindful of this that, you know, hey man, maybe I need to, you know what I'm saying? Because you need to be able, like you say, you need to secure that bag. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You don't know Who's going to be in the top ten? You don't know who. You know a team. You may have a team that's in the top. That's in the. That's pick scheduled to pick at number twenty, and willing to trade up just to get you. Exactly. But you don't want to talk to any other team. You know, so I feel like that was a bad move or whatnot going into that night. You know. And then just to, and just to finish off, I mean, cut y'all, bro. Yeah. Is because when you look at this this kid, right? You know. I think what's going to end up happening with him is going to kind of be like in 1998 with Randy Moss, how Randy Moss was predicted to be a top top 10 draft pick, but he fell in the draft because he had issues, and I think he fell to the Minnesota Vikings at like 17 right. or something like that. And, uh, you know, he ended up being a generational talent. Jalen Carter is a generational talent. Correct. But the thing is, he's unstoppable. I mean, he's, I mean you look at uh, Trayvon Walker from, you know, from the Jags, Jalen Carter's up in that same. He's a big kid that can cover, that can run. It's crazy. This guy's his immeasurables. But I just think that you know the way he's doing right now is like he's not gonna get picked in the first round. I can boldly say that he's not gonna get picked in the first round. Oh, he's gonna get picked in the first round. I'm I'm sorry. He's not gonna get picked in the first round. Oh. He's gonna get picked in the first round. I take that back. He's gonna get picked in the first round, <laughs> but he's not gonna be a top ten pick. So I think. Uh, a team's just gonna be like, you know what? If he fall to us, you know, best player available, we gonna take him. Now let me ask you this here now, cause like I said, now that's a bold statement. You a GM, you on the clock, mm -hmm. and this is the area you need mm -hmm. for you. Do you take him? Um, I take him. I do take him, but I take that. I take him, and if the GM, when I'm calling him and telling him we taking him, I'm telling him, hey, hey, bro. I like you. I like. I think you contribute to the team. But hey, you gonna have to tighten up, bro. Right. Like none of this. You gonna have to be on the straight and narrow. Like 
first fuck up, you get in your body. We'll do you like how Tennessee did their first round draft pick that one that that offensive tackle guy. Uh, but two was last two years ago, he was like a first round pick. Right. The motherfucker, he seen the field maybe a couple games, and then all I know was he was being released by the Titans. He was a high draft pick. I forget what it is. I don't know if he was a first round pick, but I know he was an offensive lineman. Right. And um, he'll Florida boy too, man. I forget the dude's name. And uh, yeah, man, I think you gotta approach that with Jalen Carter, let him know, hey, you won't be on a tight leash, but I will get him. You can't pass up on the talent. Yeah, yeah. I will get him as a GM. I, I'll tell you that right now. You know how GMs in the NFL think, though, they think differently than how we approach the game. Right, right. You know, me personally, now I'm, I'm not wishing that bad, but when I heard the news, the first only thing I can think of is, well, dang, maybe he can drop to, to the Jaguars at what we picked, 24? Yeah. 24th? Yeah. Because I definitely want him on our team. Hell yeah, we can get you know? we can get Jalen Carter, man. That'll go to solidify the D-line like a mug. We, I think we'll be, I think we'll be good then. Hmm. Yeah, we're definitely that good was, then. That was my, my departure as well, you know. With Jalen Carter? Jalen Carter. I ain't that know that, see. my departure as well, but not the, you know, I still think that he's going to get picked in the first round, but I think the move he made, you know, was kind of, that was a bad move to, you know, because they highlight this stuff. Right. They're going to say you got character issues. All this stuff they're going to point out to just be able to put dirt on your name, and, and that may not even be the case, but we know how the NFL do any little small thing. Mm-hmm. It's media. They want something to talk about, you know, just going to put it out there just because right. it sounds good. So. Right. I feel you. But I think that, yeah, he that's something that he got to, um, something that him and his agent need to talk about. You know, you 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 have to humble yourself in a situation like this, especially going through the situation that you're going through. You right, know? right. So, with that, any more departures, bro? That's the only one I had. Yeah. So, we're going to end this uh, this co-pilot uh, episode four on this note. Um, So, the first uh, inaugural episode, we uh, had... Me and my co-host Greg, we had a little debate on who was the better quarterback, <laughs> Dave Girard or Tyrod Teller. And so what our co-pilot subscribers, our uh, fans, they actually, we put the question out there on the internet, who was the better. And 55% of the votes went with Dave Girard. So, you know, I think that it was a little Jaguar bias, but you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody picked Dave Girard, 55% of the votes went to J-Rod. Salute to everybody that voted on that uh, on that uh, poll. And so, with that being said, appreciate we appreciate y'all, thing, man. Before we go out, man, I want to shout out Wilson Wolfpack, man. You know, they had it. You know, they won. It was 20-something to two, man, against... Paxson last night went out to see them boys, man. Shout out to the Wilson Wolfpack, man. Baseball varsity team. Y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. And on that note, we out. Peace. Yeah.